Pop Punk and Pizza is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription box filled with merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world. You can sign up at poppunktakeout.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. And then additional support for this episode comes from sex, drugs, emo, heartbreak, anxiety, and depression. All the good stuff. That's all things you're going to find in our sponsor. Rock Bottom at the Renaissance, and Emo Kid's journey through falling in and out of love in and with New York City. A long book title, I know, but this is the best-selling mixtape memoir about struggling with mental illness and the power that pop punk and emo can have to help you get through it. So Rock Bottom at the Renaissance isn't just an audio book. It's an audio experience starring uh, starring Tyler Posey and featuring 20 songs that uh, include two Jimmy Eat World recordings you can't hear anywhere else. And also songs from Dashboard Confessional, Mayday Parade, The Wonder Years, Bayside, Alkaline Trio, and more. You can uh, stay tuned for a clip later on in the middle of this episode. Now, for links to find it at your favorite place to buy books, ebooks, or audiobooks, go to rockbottombook.com. And I definitely suggest getting the uh, audiobook on Audible to hear the way Tyler Posey puts himself into the story. And you feel the way those twenty song uh, th- that twenty song soundtrack puts you directly into the story. And it, it, you know, if people think you're weird because you find a way to relate to every single song you hear, or because you play songs on repeat because you're sure that they were specifically written for you, then Rock Bottom at the Renaissance: An Emo Kid's Journey Through Falling In and Out of Love, In and With New York City, isn't just for you. It's about you. So get more info at rockbottombook.com. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques L'Amour. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm, of course, Jacques L'Amour. It is so great to have you here this evening, or maybe you're listening to this later on, uh, not watching the live stream right now. Just in case you missed the memo on that, we do stream our episodes, uh, their episode recordings live every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch accounts. Or you can just, you know, listen to the episode on the uh, podcast platform of your choice uh, the following Thursday. Uh, So today on the show, we're going to be talking to Matt Burns, who is the owner and manager of Smart Punk Records. I am super stoked to have him here because it turns out he has never been on a podcast before. And the fact that Pop Punk and Pizza is going to be his first one is just super exciting for me. It's really an honor. So we're going to bring Matt on here in uh, just a little bit. But first, before we talk to Matt Burns, we are going to welcome Halfway Atlantic, who is out of Austin, Texas. We have Patrick. We have Paul. We have Matt. We have... <laughs> And, uh, I see we, what you're doing here. And we have uh, 
Matt. There's so many. Well, I didn't really, you know what? How did I not three realize? Matt's in your show. Yeah, three I was going to say, I don't know how in the world I didn't realize beforehand that there were two mats in halfway atlantic i don't know how because we we talked bef- uh, before we went live and i don't know how i didn't make that connection and then yeah then matt burns later on is yeah. going to be on the show so this sound this sounds like a uh uh, a problem of the baby naming industry of several decades ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Totally. That's that's why someone I didn't go... coordinate. Exactly, and and that's why I go by Jacques instead of Jake because there are. I will so be our many... drummer. Oh, hello! If you were in a tale of two cities, that would be actually a bigger problem than it is here in America. I mean, I well, hung up. There, there are so there just are. So I'm not many... home. <laughs> <laughs> there are just so many Jakes um, that are right around my age in that, you know, 30 year old bracket. So it's like another baby just, naming smash up. Yeah. So I just got sick of it. So, you know, that's how the whole Jacques thing started. But anyway, you guys didn't come here to, to talk about the uh, the, the terrible uh, baby name fiasco. Uh, we're here to talk about Halfway Atlantic, which it's crazy to think that you guys are going to be hitting the road and doing a nice tour of your home state of Texas here in just a little bit. Like that word. Yeah. Tour, that word yeah tour we can't believe like, it either. <laughs> it's, it feels unreal. Cause we haven't played since March, March 4th, 2019. No, 2020, right? 2020, 2020. Yeah. 2021, yeah. 2020, but like, it feels unreal. Yeah. I mean, you're that's, that's, uh, well, not quite a year and a half, but not not far from it. I know this tour is starting next, or no, it's two weeks from now, right? Yep. Um, Luckily, yeah. Yeah, with yeah. with 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 the big smile out of Ohio, who has been on the yeah. show before. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Have you guys toured with Big Smile? We've not. No. no. Okay. Have, have you Have you guys played shows together? Nope, this will be our first. Oh man! Okay, so this yeah, is a blind show. date. It's what's, what's yeah, funny. Really a total blind date, but it totally works because we cut this trailer <laughs> for both bands, <laughs> and essentially our manager thought that it was the same band. He was like, "Shit!" Actually, listening to that trailer is like this is just one song, and I'm like, and we're like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> so I think it actually works out well. To be in the same key. And we tuned our guitars the same way. It was really remarkable. So, I think it just uh, just points to the uh, predictability of the genre sometimes, or that we're just really obsessive blind daters. So yeah. you're t- you're talking about the the trailer for the the uh, the two for yeah. the tour announcement. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. So you so you'd have this like sort of like at right targeted at where you have like a video, yeah, sort of cut together like right like a video of them, video of us, video of them, and then the tour poster and the dates and like it's all like with music, and it just kind of goes from one song into the other, and it's just like that was oh, now, shit. now people don't need now people don't need to watch it, Matt. You just yeah, it's been spoiled the whole thing. Well, well, no, no, no. I'm definitely going to go back and uh, and watch it because I I was like, well, I, I don't I guess I don't remember that. But now I'm going to be specifically listening. Did you did you know that when well, who edited? Did one of you guys edit the video together? And uh, you, yeah, uh, I did it. <laughs> and, and did you did you guys know ahead of time that you chose songs in the same key or did it just happen? 
Uh, yeah, it just, I actually cut it with a different song and then we switched, switched the songs and I wasn't paying attention when I switched it and same key. So cool. <laughs> that is funny. Well, at least it flows together well, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you've, you've got that going for you. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, am I allowed to say the title of your upcoming single or is that still oh. on the DL? <laughs> I think the Let's cat's out of the bag it. on that. Am I right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because we're going to release a trailer tomorrow anyways. That sort of gives out the title of the song. So we're really we big it. on trailers. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. These well, days. <laughs> we made the trailer before we recorded the song, actually. <laughs> With the song in mind. I mean, you know, there are people that do that. Uh, which is weird in my, you know, in my opinion. But I ju- yeah, I just wasn't sure. So I can, I'm safe if yeah. I say the song title. That's Absolutely. cool. Okay, so at least from us. I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> well, so so back to Austin is the new single. It comes out July 9th, and I was uh, I, I love the I got to see the lyric video for this, which is pretty cool. But even that little trailer. A little teaser that you guys put out for it recently. Um, I just love that opening with the the little old fashioned the archival footage. Yeah, the archival footage and the old TV set. You know, it uh, it reminds me of a, an old black and white TV set that I once had, and it looked almost like that. Um, and it and it, the antenna on it worked and everything. It was so cool. Um, but uh, you know, I. I, I'm curious, uh, you know, like, t- take us on a journey into your minds on what Back to Texas is is about. Should we talk about the trailer first, about the intro scene? And oh, talk my about God. Because the intro scene, I didn't know. I didn't know this. Pat, right? This is an actual movie from what? From the 80s. I'm not American. I have no idea about these things. It's, this yeah, it's, just, movie, it's, like, right? it's just like old public uh, archival like footage of like a tour of Austin. It's like an hour long, like board uh, of tour, like board of tourism stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. From from when you said? For, I think from like the the late seventies, early eighties. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's like Austin, a friendly city. Come here. Back, back <laughs> when you had to encourage people to come to Austin. Exactly. I was going to say, and, Austin, and, Austin, and now, like, now and now there's like, quite a movement to encourage people not to move to Austin. I, I was going to say, it's like stay uh, away. We don't want you here. There's enough people here. And you know what's funny about speaking speaking of Austin and stuff? Like, who's from Texas, really? Right. So we're this band. None of us is from is from like none of us are. From from texas what essentially okay so one of you at least has to be from texas jake 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 i like that jake who is not gives here is from he, is from texas gives us street credibility well, I mean, he's too cool for, for a podcast from... he's too exactly. cool for a podcast that's how you know he's from texas exactly <laughs> <laughs> and we're so like hip because you're from california and shit no but i make up for it by being from journey but it's kind of funny like in texas that doesn't make up for anything most, most people i know are, yeah, that makes up for really bad shit most of the time. Okay. That's true. <laughs> but um, also, interestingly, like all my friends, like probably eighty percent are not Texans. It is Straight a little. Out. It is getting a little uncommon. So yeah. what you're telling me is that it is possible in this. Well, I guess it doesn't matter what age it is, but you're telling me you can successfully say your band is from x city 
and be all completely from somewhere else. You know, it's a lot easier than saying that our bands from Germany, San Diego, Maine, uh, Tennessee, and Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fewer, it's fewer words. We we go, we, we like to be concise where when we can. <laughs> How long have you lived in Texas, Paul? Thirteen years. Yeah, quite so, long. So I I would have seniority if it weren't for Jake. Okay, That's so Jake, guy. so Jake, <laughs> so Jake uh, is is born and raised. I take it from Texas, or he's just been there the longest out of. So Paul, you actually do live in Texas currently. We all do. You all do. Are you? <laughs> I'm so confused. No, we're just from, we're just from Texas, different places. It's, it's an effect of the in migration, which I'm not against, by the way. Uh, come to Austin, move here. I don't mind at all. Uh, don't listen to those other bastards. Uh, come to Texas, bid up our property prices. It all just makes me smile. <laughs> okay, so you actually you have an eight hundred thousand dollar house. Have a good time. Hundred thousand dollars above asking. Yeah, we love it. So you're just not from Austin is what you guys are saying. Yeah, we're just not natively from Texas. Wow. That the either, band is from Austin. That just like went over my head completely. I feel like yeah, I, we just, do that a lot. I just had like the biggest blonde moment ever. Or yeah. Anyway. But hell no, besides, we're not Texan. You're blonde? The mustache, the mustache might, might say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, you know, with with back to Austin, though, um, mm-hmm. I mean, listening to the lyrics, it's the it's, hell is that hat? Yeah, what kind of hat is that? That's uh, something pretty I found in Matt, here. Matt is, oh is donating a, really well a hat over here. Certainly not a cowboy hat. That looks like a lady's church hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a lady's... It, it, it's got uh, some type of... Flower. Well, it's really well with the shirt, too. Thank you. Yeah. I was, this is my tour outfit, actually. Yeah, yeah you should wear that at a show. You should. Cool. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. It's, so let's it's continue. Good. We're not natively from Austin. I wear shitty hats. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about um like I said back to Austin, the new single coming out July 9th. It's easy to think and and maybe it is. Maybe this is a a relationship song. It's about a girl, it's a breakup song or who you know, some type of relationship. At least that's what I got out of it, especially the line um I think it's I'm coming back to Texas, but not for you. Um, and I'm just was just curious to know because that like that to me was like a hard hitting lyric that stood out. Like, yeah, I'm coming back, but you know, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm not coming back for you if that's what you think. You know, so um, so so take me to where back to Texas takes th- the audience. That that's actually when he goes to Germany. And he's coming back. He's like, I'm coming back to Austin, but fuck you guys. <laughs> no. I think in a way, it's it's a couple of things. So um, it's on one hand an ode to modern dating that has become so fast paced um, that has that relies so much on you know like not flakiness, but not not sealing the deal, not yeah. really being committed. Um, and sort of like, you know, forgetting people and then like you being hit up at 2 a.m. And, you know, and that's that's either boy or girl or or them. Any any in any relationship there, we probably find this today that it's so fast paced. And in a way, sure, that's how it's become. But for some people, it's also unhealthy. And a lot of people are struggling with it. And I felt like 
I had enough stories around me um, that sort of, um, you know, gave me the inspiration for this on one hand. And then on the other hand, it's also about habits, right? We've all had these things where we where we leave, we embark on a journey, we go, you know, like whatever, we live in a different city for two months, we go to Europe for the summer, we visit with our grandparents or our best friend, you know, for a month. And we come back and we're like, you know, I'm coming back home and and like this part, this aspect of my life will change. Whether this is something as little as like, you know, I'll, I'll smoke less weed or I'll drink less, right? Or something as big as like, you know, I have to cut this person off because it's not good for me anymore. So it's a lot of it's it's about a lot of things. And I think that sort of give gives us or gave me here lyrically the inspiration to, to go that way. So what brought you to Germany? Was it just a, a vacation or you have family out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Germany. So okay. born and raised okay. and everything. And uh, yeah. Wow. So um, it's just essentially about like going back and forth and doing, you know, all the, all these things and, and traveling and yeah. So are your parents <laughs> actually German or? Oh yeah, or, born or, and raised, born and raised. German. Okay. I, I'm 100% German. I, I only. He's German. I, Look at him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Look at me. <laughs> Let's. I feel like Sorry, I gotta Matt. get a, a close up. <laughs> gotta get a close up of him again. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely looks German, Matt. You oh, do look totally German. right. Yeah. Look, look at look that at Bavarian yeah. man meat. Oh my that, god. Six point three tall. No. Um. Yeah. No. No. Originally born, raised, and everything. I lived in the U.S. for one year in high school, sort of like the exchange student scenario. Then lived in the U.S. for another year when I was twenty-four. I'm actually as an exchange student at the University of Texas where I met Paul. Paul was actually my roommate back then. Oh, wow. Hey, Matt, yeah, so this is super Matt, cool. Uh, how, how tall yeah. are you in meters? Uh, 190. <laughs> no one knows what that means, Matt. <laughs> no Deutsch. one knows what that means. I can also speak Deutsch. And then I was in a year in Austin. And I should do this in English, right? Okay. So, you know and then I went you, back Matt. to Germany and I came back to Austin like four years ago. So that's my story. Born but he wasn't there for me. Exactly. Um, 190 centimeters is what you said? Precisely, sir. That is uh, 6.2336 foot. Oh, my God. So, there you go. Thank you, Google. Jacques, you just did that to make me look bad. (laughs) You you broke my heart. You know how many people I told them, like, 6'3", bro? I mean... (laughs) It's pretty close, you know. Okay, I let's mean, just round up. You're, yeah, you're on, you're on your way to to six, you know, three. I mean, <laughs> when he's still a growing heels, boy. Nobody noticed. He's still a growing oh, boy. He, uh, he's still, he's a, a growing boy. He's a, and and I'm only sixteen. <laughs> I'm only sixteen. <laughs> he wears the mustache to look older. <laughs> yeah, I wear that. I wear this so I can get into clubs, so that we can actually play shows. So, so you can people play are like, shows. dude, your singer yeah. can't play. So he's. <laughs> Usually they say I can't play. We have to pay a fee whenever we play shows. A minor fee for me. Because oh because God. you're so tall or because you're German? Because I'm 16. Because you're 16. Any reason it can't be both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. All right. Um, um, <clears throat> moving on. So is, are there going to be any potential shows in the future where Halfway Atlantic plays in Germany or has that happened already? Yes, yes, very yes. Okay. I turn the floor over to Matt. 
Uh, <laughs> Back to no, that. I mean, so the thing is, so the thing is, I played actually in a couple of bands in Germany. So halfway landing is not like you know, like you're not like 30 and suddenly you're like, hey, let's play some music. I've never done it before, but um, so um, I yeah, mean, uh, still, yeah, I mean, awesome if you do that, right? But it's kind of like more the scenario where you're like, you're 30, you're still stuck in your 20s, and you're like, shit, I need to play music because otherwise I'm fucked in my head. So that's sort of the scenario how Halfway Atlantic was born. Um, yes, the plan is to, to go to Germany in 2022, next year. Um, it's been hard. I mean, this year, Europe is a little bit different in terms of vaccinations, and they're also a little bit more you know, careful and restrictive with a lot of things. So I, I don't see this happening this year because I know, in fact, that all the venues are sort of booked up and they already like block dates, right? And then yes. they blocked those dates for this summer initially in, in last year. Like, and then now they moved it from the summer to the winter. So it's, it's definitely going to be 2022. And it's a huge plan of ours to do this because it's so nice because you never have to drive more than an hour and a half or two. Unlike in Texas, which is still fucking big, that you just drive half a day to get more from one city to the other. <laughs> Have I you... talked about this before? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of Texas. It's like its own country, you know. I knew you had. Yeah. I knew there had to be something. <laughs> and also, say there's no autobahn in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I love Texas. Every two lane um, highway is an autobahn in Texas. You've seen how we drive. You. There you go. I love Texas, man. Um, no, I, I love it too. Yeah, it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful state. Um, you been? So yeah, Jack, yes. Have you been to Texas? I have. I, I have been to Texas. It's been a long time, but I spent a couple weeks out there touring, um, selling a merch for a band that was doing a bunch of, well, actually it was two different tours, and they both routed through Texas. So it was like it was it was like a week from each tour was literally in texas kind of like yeah you know how you guys are doing with this uh this run yeah. coming up in july um but uh but yeah and i miss it i've been wanting to go back ever since so come back let us know yeah. you have a home yeah and you. you get the best recommendations for tacos and <laughs> drinks Perfect. you can Perfect. stay at pat's place exactly. <laughs> that sounds that sounds awesome um so uh we gotta um I gotta wrap it up here uh with you guys now. Um so I'm looking at the tour dates. Uh tour with Big Smile of Texas starts July sixteenth and it runs through July twenty-third. Uh you're hitting Houston, Corpus Christi, Brownsville, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Odessa. So people need to get on that. Um also uh what what other things you guys wanna plug um before uh before you hop off the new song new song yeah. coming out july 9th it's called back to austin will be available everywhere <laughs> what else what else matt are you what, what are your socials say, <laughs> what do we got for Pat, you want to say hi to your dad hey dad <laughs> um <laughs> yeah we got we are we're, we're we're on uh it's uh, Halfway Atlantic, uh, Bandcamp, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we just started a TikTok. Hey, Don't know how that yeah, we're, we're on TikTok too. It's it's not going well, but... <laughs> but TikTok is, is just like, you need to learn it. You're like 30 and you're like, 
I have no, no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, right? I like, think that's the first step, though. We're there. <laughs> yeah, that's all of us right now. We're like, uh, I'm trying, you know, and yeah, we're all getting laughed at right now. I mean, I, I don't know if we're I don't know if anyone in the band is ridiculous enough for TikTok. And that is saying something. <laughs> well, because we are some ridiculous motherfuckers. I don't know if you noticed. I, I did notice that. I mean, you'll get there eventually. I thoroughly believe in you guys. Your your TikTok uh, inspiration We're still growing. Will, will come out. You're still growing. Yeah. Once Matt It'll- comes of age... Six, well, shouldn't I, shouldn't I be at my prime age for fucking TikTok right now? I mean, all right, get on it. Oh, man. yeah, I already yeah, man. felt that you're dance. a zoomer. You should know how to do this shit. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, it was great meeting both Matt and Matt and Paul and Patrick. Halfway Atlantic. Thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you, Jacques. Thank you, Jacques. Uh, Thank you so much for having us. And uh, yeah, and come back. And when you're in the Chicago area, I'm going to try to come out to a show. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good time. Hell yeah! Thank you. And say hi to Matt. Thank you. In a second. Yeah, we're going to say hi to Matt in in a second. So uh, you guys have a have a great rest of the night. Merci, Jacques. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bonne nuit. All right, Halfway Atlantic, uh, we'll give them a uh, round of applause. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun and super interesting. Uh, so thank you to them for being on, and make sure you uh, check out their new single, Back to Austin, which comes out July 9th, and then their tour of Texas starts July 16th with Big Smile, who has also been on the podcast. Just a quick reminder that uh, we are presented, Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription service that literally... Uh, puts all kinds of cool merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world into a pizza takeout box. And they also have a smaller version, which is like a a little Chinese food box uh, takeout. And they do this monthly. They fill it up with um, merchandise from amazing bands from all over the world. They send it directly to your door. So if you want to learn more and sign up today, go to poppunktakeout.com. And you can also follow them on Facebook um, Twitter or Instagram, sorry, Instagram and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. And then additional support for this episode also comes from Mike Hanneberger and his mixtape memoir, Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. It's narrated by Tyler Posey, the audiobook is. And here's a clip from Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. This is what you can expect from the audiobook. And after we play the clip, then we're going to get to Matt Burns of Smart Punk Records. I didn't want to be alone anymore. Not that I ever wanted that in the first place. I bought a pack of cigarettes, found the quietest side street I could find, sat in the first ledge I came to, lit one up, and put this Jimmy Eat World song on repeat. I'm not a smoker, but I smoked three cigarettes before giving in to the anxiety of my weekend running out and this book not being finished. The anxiety was enough to get me back to the hotel, but the depression was enough to keep me from going back to the room. Going back to the room meant being alone again. So I wandered the lobby, high on speed, drunk on scotch, tweaked out a bit from the overdose of nicotine I just had, and I looked for a girl. I knew I wasn't going to find another THE girl in some excited tourist in a Times Square Renaissance hotel lobby, but I wasn't looking for THE girl. I just wanted some company. I don't want to die tonight. So maybe I was also looking for someone who would be there to dial 911 just in case. 
the lobby was understandably dead. Most people who stay in a hotel in Times Square probably don't spend much time in that hotel. I had one last hope, the hotel bar. I can buy an overpriced drink or two if it means that I don't have to feel this alone in my last dying hours. Surely, if anyone was drinking in a Times Square hotel bar on a Sunday, they would be as lonely as I am. The bar was fucking dead, too. Not only am I alone, I'm alone in my loneliness. I sat down for a drink anyway. I took out my cell phone and set it on the bar, honestly thinking that I wanted to make sure I could see it just in case the girl texted. I can picture your face glow from the bar in my hotel. I wish I'd go to you. I'll pick up, put down the phone like a favorite even as a song goes. It's just like being alone. I can picture your face well. From the bar in my hotel. I wish I'd go to you. I pick up, put down the phone, like your favorite Heat Miser song goes. It's just like being alone. Sometimes I don't even have to try to make a song relevant. No texts. The bar is closer to the ground floor than the floor that my room is on, so I figured I should probably have another cigarette before I get further away from the only place I can smoke. I walked out, put my headphones in, and lit up. Same song, over and over. I'm starting to realize that maybe I am a bit delusional. I've waited all weekend for the girl to call or text, and even though nothing has come, I still wait. I still hope. But that's just this weekend. I waited years for us to have a chance. And in that time since we got that chance, I've waited for her to think, believe, that it was the last chance either of us ever needed. A clip of the audiobook Rock Bottom at the Renaissance, narrated by Tyler Posey. You can go to rockbottombook.com to find all the links to where you can find the audiobook. And also, you can get a physical copy of the book if you wish as well. So, our next guest tonight is making his podcast debut, which I'm super stoked about. Let's give a big round of applause to Matt Burns from Smart Punk Records. Howdy. Hey, Matt. How are you, man? I'm, I'm doing very well. I love the uh, applause. It makes me feel very comfortable. So thank you for that. <laughs> of course, man. I still just can't get over that you've never been on a podcast. I mean... So I will retrace back on that. I uh, <laughs> So we had a very short-lived um, podcast that I actually like narrated. Oh, um, okay. And the whole premise was like, this was... I think a little bit after Absolute Punk had like kind of gone away for a bit and me and the other smart punk guys were like, oh, there's no like central hub where you can just like quickly skim and get like today's news or like what happened in like the last 24 hours. So that's kind of what we were doing. Like I would just scour like all these different blogs and like Twitter and everything and like, oh, this band released a song. This person's going on tour like whatever maybe and would like record it and edit it and like put it up quickly and i think i did it for not that long so this is the first podcast where i'm like 
getting to talk to someone else. So this is very, <laughs> very nice. I like this. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you were all set uh, to do this because um, like Smart Punk is such a cool label. And thank you. The, you're thank welcome. You. And the label itself is seems to be doing so well. You work with so many incredible artists from the more well-known artists to the lesser known artists that are super talented and, you know, deserve that support. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I feel like smart punk has just been really killing it. Um, like <laughs> you. the, like the further along the label goes, it just seems to be getting better and better and better. Uh, your releases are cooler and cooler and, and more on the, you know, like limited, end of, of things and and yeah. like i said the 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 smaller artists you book are really good so it's um it's like oh, yeah. i i feel like I, I just see your name all over the place so that's that's why i was we pay a lot of we pay a lot of people to just say our name we're trying to get trending on twitter it hasn't worked yet but <laughs> well you're trying to get uh 17 uh 1776 uh beers pbrs pbr yeah Paps blue ribbon if you're listening to this i'm going to tag you after this so you listen uh we'd like to drink beer and we'll take your beer and we will enjoy your beer uh every day if we're if we're able to why not you know You're, you heard it here first i mean you know it's it's funny you say that because i have always said and i know i've said this numerous times on the podcast that pbr is like the beer of punk rock i feel oh absolutely you know i uh, just, just go ahead oh no i was gonna say um we have a festival here in florida called the fest uh, and it's just like a bunch of punk bands from all over the world, a bunch of people from all over the world. And uh, PBR would always sponsor it. And I just remember like never really having PBR um, until I started going to the fest. And then it was like, I mean, it, it flowed like water. Like <laughs> everyone would just had a tall boy in the hand. And it, I mean, I would crush like nine of them and just oh be like, God. all right, well, now I'm going to see the Menzinger. I was out walking across Gainesville for a mile and a half to see him at a small bar or something like it's uh, it's the uh, the fuel for a lot of punk memories, I would say. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, cool, cool companies that are like, I mean, I don't want to say bigger than punk but are, are very, they have their hands in a lot of like punk things like PBR or liquid death or vans that have a lot of um, background in punk. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, even as far as like Nike and shit like that, it's uh, it's really cool to, um, you know, as now an older person who's not just like seeing everything in the world, but kind of knowing how the sausage is made being like, Oh, it's so cool. Like this person that used to be in that band is now like director of marketing for, whoever and uh right you can tell like, they are doing some cool shit behind the scenes and making this brand like still have that punk rock ethos and stuff like that i think that's super awesome so yeah it kind of reminds me of um when i talked to cody of anchor 84 records on the podcast he was talking about when he worked for epitaph one of his jobs was to um was to like preview the the demos and comb through the the demo submissions and then if he thought something was good then he would pass it to someone you know higher up right and he said he ended up um listening to and i can't remember 
the guy's name at Pure Noise Records. I think it was Pure Noise. But anyway, like his band at the time, like he had his demo <laughs> from Epitaph. That's and now, awesome. you know, and now he's got Pure Noise. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's so, it's funny how that stuff works out. We um, all cut our teeth from, you know, the same cloth. It, it's really cool. And and that's part of the most exciting part about doing all this is just meeting the people that, uh, you know, I've come across over the years of just being involved with music and being like oh shit you're still here too like this is awesome like i know i'm gonna love working with you in this capacity because it's like we used to high five each other before going to shows like when we were 13 and stuff like that so it's really crazy to just kind of like grow together and and see like the scene evolve and change you know this is coming from a 33 old person but like i'm sure it's still that way for the younger generation it's like they're gonna grow up with each other and hopefully like still do the same cool shit and just like make the world a better place by doing keeping that spirit alive you know yeah exactly so where how does the formation of smart punk begin where does it start that is a very good question and has a very elaborate answer um so smart punk as a whole was from yesteryear like war tour like sponsoring war tour stages putting out comps like yeah that's I, what remember, I remember yeah yeah like i saw the bled and under oath and seosin on like the smart punk stage at warp tour and yeah. that's kind of like what i remember um it it changed it was a website where people would pre-order cds and like bands would have their merch and stuff like that fast forward a couple of years uh our parent company, um, AKT, which is like a merch printing company, uh, bought it out and we're kind of like, we don't really know what to do with this more or less and started to do a YouTube show where bands would come in, they'd interview them, they play acoustically and we're doing that for a little bit. And then that kind of died out and smart punk kind of went away. And then, uh, Grant, who's actually the owner of, um, smart punk, him and my buddy Jordan, who works for AKT, were like, oh, let's just do like a reissue label. Like, you know, uh, okay. we'll be a buddy label and like we'll reissue like old punk records that haven't seen the light of day in forever. Um, and this was back in 2005, I want to say. Okay. Um, so you guys were were just kind of getting on that, that whole reissue wave before like everyone yeah. else was doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think SRC was doing some stuff around then, and uh, it was just like, we're all vinyl dorks. I mean, yeah, we we have been doing it for a while, like collecting records and like buying records off eBay for 300 bucks does not feel good. <laughs> no, it um, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and we've all been there and done that, and we're like, man, it would just be cool to like, like, sorry for the person who's trying to flip this record, but it'd be cool to like just be able to get this record for twenty dollars at a store or something like that, or twenty dollars right? online. Right. Um. So yeah. So I think the first, and this was even before me. I the first thing they did, I think, was uh, Game Face is good, and around the same time they did the Set Your Goals Mutiny uh, reissue. Um, Protagonist was one of the first bands. Teenagers. Um, or a couple of, like the early releases. It was mostly friends bands that we've just known forever. Um, all being like Florida homies and, uh, these reissues. And then we were also, or 
they were also vending at um, like Wrecking Ball and Riot Fest and like kind of bringing their distro out there so people could kind of shop at the record store while they're at these festivals. And I come into the picture, I think it was 2017 or 20, I think it was 2017. Um I was just asked if I want to like come to Riot Fest and see the show for free and help run the table because everyone wants to go see all these bands. It's like, we don't have enough people to work. And I was like, fuck yeah, why not? Like I work at Starbucks. I would, I would love to just like go see a, a dope ass show in Chicago and hang out. Yeah. So I did that and uh, it worked really well and it, we all clicked a lot and I started like doing mail order and doing like some graphic design stuff. And from that, it's like, okay, well now like help us build a new website and like do the newsletter. And I started kind of doing that and getting a little bit more involved while still working at Starbucks. And then they're like, okay, well we want to like start signing bands. We Like there's a lot of like cool bands that we still know locally that we'd love to like help grow and some cool bands nationally, regionally, whatever that we really think, deserve a shot. Um, and, and we want to kind of like help them with that, help them find their footing, help them figure themselves out. Um, and we think that you would be really good at that. I was like, well, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So yeah, why not? And I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm the perfect um, man for the job. Yeah, exactly. Just throw me in coach. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, I had, to, I've, I've done everything aside from like being on the business side of it i was in bands i uh i had a venue that i ran with my dad in south florida i worked at a recording studio i tour managed i did merch um but i had never like been on the other side of like a record contract or anything so it was really exciting um just because it's like i know how scary being on the other side of the contract could be, or being the band who's like trying to pitch yourself to a label and what that feels like. So I'm trying to like, and, and we all have, I mean, we've all been in bands. We're all still in bands actively. Right. Um, right. And, and we try to remember that of like, Hey, like we're all, we, we know what you're kind of going through. We don't want to screw you over. We don't want you to like not be able to make money doing this because I mean, this should be your job. Like this should be your career. You're on the road. You need to make money. And that's kind of like what the MO for smart punk is. It's like, we really want to help our band succeed, help our bands figure themselves out and kind of get to that next level of like where they should be. Um, and it, it's just been a fun experiment uh, more or less of like, Let's see what works. Let's see what doesn't. Let's try to learn from our mistakes. Let's let's meet a bunch of friends and like do cool shit. Um, we're trying to do some split seven inches and split records. We got to do a Lesson Jake uh, reissue last year, which during COVID was an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, we can and, we can, we can get into that too. I would love to, I would love yeah, to hear about that. Um, for sure, Veronica has a question from pop punk takeout <laughs> um, of, she, she wants to know what's your favorite record aesthetically and musically like a Ooh. and b that which is a really good question because obviously you're a record man so it's like you know yeah that's that's so hard to to really pinpoint um aesthetically i i really fell in love with uh 
paper and plastics packaging um, when they were like first doing stuff. And I was like, dude, this is everyone needs to be doing this stuff. Everyone needs to be doing die cut gatefolds and like doing really cool splatters and colorways. And like the way that Vinny, Vinny's artistic mind is just absolutely brilliant. Um, even to this day, like going into his tattoo shop in Gainesville, it's just like really fucking awesome. So I, I get a lot of my ideas and a, a lot of people are doing really cool stuff. Now there's like, um, Unoriginal vinyl, uh, Wax Mage is doing beautiful color records. Uh, so many people are doing so many cool releases that it's like exciting and hard to keep up. And like, how do I do like the next cool thing? Like, people are doing the gel filled records or sand filled or glow in the dark records, and it's like, it's awesome. I mean, it is. It's it's, it's so a cool, cool problem to like be in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I really love um, Enjoy the Ride was doing, I think they were the first ones that I ever saw do like liquid filled records. It was either them or Mondo. Um, and I think aesthetically, like that just knocked me on my ass. I think it was like a, I forget which one was like the first one I saw. It might've been the alien one. It was like the green goo in the, in the record. I'm just like, how yeah how, how is, is that thing? even i was gonna say how is that even possible and and i'm sure the cost must be through the roof like that must oh yeah so i mean much. it's technically you you have two records where it's like you have the side a of record one and side b of record two and you have to glue them together and fill it and make sure that it doesn't leak and make sure it doesn't ruin the record i mean it's like oh my god the engineering behind it is absolutely brilliant and it's just like awe-inspiring yeah yeah, that's crazy. Uh, um, and then, yeah, musically, uh, what's your favorite? Right? I, I would love to do something like that one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure you guys will. Musically. You know? um, that's that's hard. I mean, just because over time, everything has changed. I would, if I had to pick one record that I, like, no matter what, I can kind of just go back and put on and be transferred to a time and a place of just like peak awesomeness. I would probably say Blink-Way 2's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, um, which Blink-Way 2 day I saw on I was just going to uh, say, yeah, I was just going to say, it's funny just, to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, I was already listening to Blink-Way 2 by then, but this was just like, and I always go back and forth of like, what's my favorite Blink record? And it's, <laughs> it depends on the day, you know what I mean? But right. there's songs on that that just like hit me and make me feel like I'm 16 again. Or yeah. I guess 13 when that record came out. I don't remember. That was 2001. Um, one. Right? Yeah. So I was 13. Yeah. Okay. Which is time, whatever, you yeah. know, that that's, um, and that's like the perfect, that's like the, the age, you know, like that's the, yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to sound like cliche, but that was like the age of like figuring myself out and, like that was the soundtrack of the summer and like, you know, seeing rock show on MTV. And I mean, to this day, listening to every time I look for you and the last chorus comes in and Tom's just strumming the octave chord and like the rest of the band is just going through it, it is like, it, it makes the hair stand up on my arms. And I'm just like, how did they do it? Like Jerry Finn's production on it's great. Like it's, it's a masterpiece. Um, but I mean, Jimmy world, I love, uh, American Nightmare, Give Up the Ghost was like the first hardcore band I ever listened to. And like that 
got me into hardcore. No effects got me into punk. I mean, there's so many things that kind of like got me into what I'm into. And I mean, even now, like so many good bands are putting out so much good music. I mean, the dog leg record from last year, I still listen to weekly and it's just like, it's so aggressive. It just like makes me want to like jump through a window <laughs> in the best way. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to be in an industry where it's like, you have to listen to music every day and still find enjoyment at yeah. it like all the time. But when you do, it's just like, Oh, this is golden. Um, yeah. So I would, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to like Ellie Golding. I'm listening to, yeah, Ellie Golding has some the I I love Ellie Golding because almost every single she puts out because so, I work as a radio host on a top 40 station. Mm-hmm. So I really only hear her singles and um, I always fall in love with the guitar parts in her yeah. songs like the guitar riffs are usually super good whoever mm-hmm. like whoever she's writing i think with, she writes it all does she i know I that was she wondering. used to like write everything uh-huh yeah i don't know but the um, the, the guitar riffs are usually uh, yeah because really i think she used to like write and record everything okay interesting yeah um, uh that yeah no, what are you gonna say i, I love music it, it's <laughs> yeah. no no i was just gonna say like this it's such a hard question for me. And it's like, depending <laughs> on the day, it will be something different that I love. Right. So, Yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> Veronica's giving me shit. The one time I said, pop punk sucks. I say that from time to time as a joke. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It sucks. It's the worst. And it, it, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> yes. And, uh, going back, I believe Richard was, uh, he said the last chorus is a banger. I think he was talking about um, the oh, yeah. uh, the blink the the um, every time I look for you the sun goes down. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There, that's that's what I love about pop punk is how they can take something so simple like that and just make it so powerful. And oh yeah, that's the beauty of it. You know, that's why I love the genre so much. It's. It's just yeah, and things like that. I've been uh, going back and like listening to Ramon's records and Misfits records and like Mr. T experience stuff and just like all of that and just seeing like how they do their changes. Like, um, you know, how do they get from verse one to the chorus to verse two or when does the chorus come in and so that because doing like the production and structure of songwriting is really kind of uh for lack of a better word gets me off musically um i say that as my wife is laying next to me so that's funny uh but it's just like it that's what really like gets my creativity flowing is just how do they do that like what makes blitzkrieg bop such a great song and is it the fact that they do that key change at the end, I don't know, but it's just like, I love it. I yep. love it for everything that is, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. But it, it's just fun to think about that stuff. So you brought up something earlier that was definitely one of my questions for you. And that was, you were talking about the reissues of the, the less than Jake records you did last mm. year, Anthem, and then uh, B is for B sides, right? Yeah. Um, and something I've always wondered with all these different labels like Smart Punk, 
where they do a reissue where obviously the record was originally issued by someone else. And with, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of Anthem, that's, uh, you know, Warner Brothers or Reprise. And mm-hmm. how, how does that work, like legally? And, and like, I always found that fascinating. It's licensing. Okay. So, I mean, pretty much anything is kind of more or less up for grabs. Like, if you can find the contact at the label or whoever is like the licensing coordinator at a label, um, you can hit them up and be like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, I'm looking to do this many copies, this colors. And they may say, absolutely not. Like that's, there's more work that'll go into that than we're willing to like pay for, or you, you don't want to like look at what that has to get those fees done. Um, so there's a lot of uh, like business bullshit kind of behind it, which is, I mean, there's a lot of business bullshit in the entire music industry, <laughs> but it is yeah. a long and arduous process, but I, the juice is worth the squeeze. I think like Anthem was one of the ones that, I mean, I remember getting a promo copy of that CD that had like, you're listening to Anthem by Lesson Jake. I think I illegally downloaded it offline and I was just like, <laughs> this record's like so fucking good. Like I can't yes. believe it. And to be able to like now be a part of like the history of that is just like next level kind mm-hmm. of shit. Um, yeah. And that's, what's awesome about, you know, being in the music industry is that you get to work with people who help shave your, uh, shape your lives rather not shave your lives. Um, <laughs> And, and well, they could like, shave you. I mean, they might be a barber could. or something. Not, yeah. not much going on. Actually, uh, <laughs> hungover. One of our bands, Mark the singer, is my barber. So oh, there that's, you go. Uh, that's great. See that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, reissuing is a long and crazy process. We're working on doing some more. Um, there's a lot of really cool labels doing it now. My buddy Alex uh, out of Cleveland has Parting Gift Records, and he's just like knocking it out of the park my buddy Corey's doing near mint and he's doing some great stuff so it, it's really exciting especially to see like all of these bands that grew up in the myspace pure volume era that never got vinyl um that like now you know as a 33 year old i'm like oh my god i used to like i put a hole in that cd i listened to it so much like i would love to have that we're able right. to like, kind of do that stuff now yeah um so it's exciting to be a part of like this whole thing. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. And and I would imagine, I and I suppose it's not always the case, but I would imagine with some of the, the bigger labels, it might be harder to get a hold of the right person to discuss licensing oh, yeah. that, that specific record, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I didn't, uh, I guess I didn't realize it was, you know, I mean, it's not, licensing isn't simple, but I didn't realize right that's what it was and that was what i was always wondering the the idea of it is easy the idea is like oh yeah i get it you pay a fee and now i get to like press these records but it's like it's so much more uh involved than that and you know you find an email um or you find someone on like twitter and you try to dm them like hey i really want to do this or you talk to the band and they're like well our record was sold to this label this is the only contact we have there they send it to somebody else. They send it to somebody else. And it's like weeks in between you hear from people. So it's just a lot of back and forth and like keeping your fingers crossed that you're going to get some stuff uh, okayed and then 
you know, it's like, cool. Now I got to pay up the money to make it work. And now I got to hope that it sells and right. You make that everyone's right. happy with it. Yeah. You know, um, the easy part, <laughs> right. The, the easy part. Veronica's got another <laughs> good question. Uh, she said, do you all have a guilty pleasure band or song? Maybe not guilty pleasure, more so a band song people wouldn't expect you like. Or she says, didn't expect to like <laughs> as much as you did. Um, that, that's a great that's question. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, more recently, I guess something that I didn't expect for myself to like as much as I do. Um, I also own a coffee shop with my buddy Tanner, uh, who used to be in You Blew It, and he's got his. Uh, toe in a lot more um, just like different music uh, and he's been showing me a lot of really cool Japanese records and I'm like everything from like Jap- uh, like Japanese indie rock to like Japanese uh, like met like stoner metal like just a lot of shit and I mean <laughs> there's so many really good international bands that I think we as Americans don't ever get to focus on um, right. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a crazy thing. Like I remember going down a sky rabbit hole, um, like Asian man was talking about one band and like, I went on Spotify, looked them up, looked at their related artists and like kept going down that. I just spent the whole day like being like, why did I never hear about this band or that band? Or, like, and they may have only existed, you know, playing shows in Japan for three years. And like that, they lived and died there. And that, that was kind of it but there's so much good music out there. And, um, you know, I, I wish I was more well-versed in finding out about it, but there's a lot of really cool Japanese math rock stuff out there. Um, I know that uh, Top Shelf put out a record by this band called Toe, and it is like the perfect working music for me because it's, I, I don't understand the words that are being sung, but it's just also beautiful and majestic and um, like listening to it in headphones and hearing everything in stereo and like coming in different spots is just like cinematic almost. Um, so yeah, that's like my chill beats to uh, study to kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm, I try to be like really, open to a lot of stuff like i grew up listening to pop music and like classic rock um my brother got me into like green day in 94 and like real big fish in 96 um so i'm super thankful for like him doing that and i went yeah, to my those first older show brothers and, man <laughs> dude i mean yeah like he <laughs> i think didn't know what he was doing really and he was just like oh this is a cool cassette or we'll listen to the blue album i'm like what is this? I'm like going back to it now and still being like, Oh my God, I can't believe I heard this like on a cassette in 1995 in his right? Jeep Cher- Cherokee that he was driving around. Um, <laughs> and just like seeing the evolution of what that band became and like what they're doing now. It's, it's just all really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. It's, it's same, same for me. It was just my older brother, you know, he got me into, to the punk oriented genres, you know, and it's been yeah. going on ever since, you know, so. I know I can't get out of it as much as I want to. I'm like, 
God damn it, they still yeah. got me. What's funny <laughs> is that my brother got out of it, but I didn't. <laughs> so Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He 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 moved on, but I, I didn't. I, I I just stuck yeah, I stuck with it. I couldn't get past MXPX. I just like you know It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's, yeah. it's four chords, it's fast, it's over in two minutes and eighteen seconds. You get everything you want out of it, and it's like what else do I need, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, um, man, there's there's so many other things we could talk about, um, but uh, we'll just have to save it. Just have to save it for another time, Matt. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, I just kind of like rambled on. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you, you did definitely did not ramble. I loved everything you. you said was was awesome and and like awesome. an, answered questions that I was thinking in my mind. So it was just great cool. to actually put a a face to the label Thank and you. just hear how the evolution has has been going it's especially been a, it's been a weird uh cycle that yeah. we're, we're in but yeah i mean hopefully i mean we got a lot of releases coming out this year um we're doing a lot of events we're coming up to riot fest so okay. when we're up there if you'd like to grab some uh a beer or pizza maybe some pbr we can do that uh but yeah i mean we're we're not slowing down any time soon which nice. is exciting awesome. and scary. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's all exciting and, and scary at once. But um, are, is yeah. there any, but besides like, uh, you know, pointing out Riot Fest, are there any other festivals or any releases or just anything smart punk in general that you want to plug or? Sure. Um, I mean, we're doing... Uh, riot fest we're doing furnace fest this year we'll be there we'll be at the fest in gainesville um there's like a fest pre-show i think in august in gainesville with like brendan kelly um virginity who you had on last week yes yeah they told me they were playing that yeah um we have a new record from virginity coming out soon their single's gonna drop it it it's awesome it's so fucking good i love that band um nominee from austin texas uh shout out to that uh they have a record coming out this year um taking meds has a record coming out this year my band uh debt neglector we have a record coming out this year oh sweet um a lot of stuff that has yet to be announced is all coming uh (laughs) which is exciting and a lot of bands in the studio a lot of bands finishing up stuff and we're like working on artwork and figuring out dates and making sure the pressing plants could get it in time because we're we're trying to now have records in hand kind of like around the same time that we put them on pre-order um, and not have such a long pre-order if we can avoid it just because, I mean, it, it sucks. Like I I've been doing it also. It's like you order a record and six months later it comes in. It's like, Oh, I didn't even remember. I got this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, and that's a big, it's problem. exciting, but, it, but yeah. at the same time, um, especially if it's something you've been waiting for, for a long time let's say you didn't forget you're like man when when when's my record coming in like i ordered it yeah you know eight months ago or four months ago or whatever you know whenever it was and and it sucks like i wish i wish i was like involved with making it i wish i could be like hey i'm sorry because this is what happened but it's like the pressing plant when they get back to me i'm like okay well here's our update um yeah and we we try to let customers know as best as we can yeah but it's uh it's an art, you know, you can't rush art. 
No. You got to just let it come. <laughs> it just always makes me think I've been watching a lot of Toy Story lately with my son. And oh. that's actually a line in the second movie is when mm-hmm. the the, um, the old man is repairing Woody's uh, arm that got ripped off. Um uh, the 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 owner of the doll or whatever of of Woody, he's like asking him like, how long is it gonna take? And he's like, you can't rush art, you know, just like that. Yeah. And I always just think of that. Anytime someone says that, I just think of that old man stitching up Woody's it's so arm. Funny. It's it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah. Well, it was so great finally meeting you. And um, likewise, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks thanks for being on and and just gonna keep keep my eyes peeled for all that smart punk record gold coming out. Yeah. So. We, we got a lot coming. So keep your ear holes open for that. <laughs> you betcha, man. <laughs> all right. Well, have a, have a great Thank rest you. of the night. You too. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, I hope so. Take care. <laughs> all right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll give him a, another round of applause. That was that was awesome. Matt Burns, uh, manager. I I think I might have said owner before, which I guess I was under the impression that he was the owner. But I guess uh, he's just more of the manager and, and make sure things are running. Matt Burns of Smart Punk Records. You can, uh, by the way, go to smartpunk.com and check out everything that Smart Punk has going on right now. They've got their full roster up there. They've got, obviously, their record store, all that. That fun stuff, smartpunk.com. And that uh, wraps up this uh, live stream episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for being here, downloading, listening, watching, however it is that you're consuming this podcast right now. Thank you, because without you, I would not be able to continue to do what I love each and every week. Now, uh, please show some love to our sponsors as well. We are presented by Pop Punk Takeout. You can go to poppunktakeout.com. Make sure you follow them on socials uh, at um, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. And then, of course, uh, Mike Henneberger and his mixtape memoir, Rock Bottom at the Renaissance. The audiobook is narrated by Tyler Posey. You can go to rockbottombook.com to get uh, the links for that. And then if you want to stay up to date on everything pop punk and pizza related, you can uh, hit up poppunkpizzapod.com. You can uh, listen to previous episodes there, but you can also find uh, your favorite podcast app that you can listen to those episodes on, obviously. And then we have merch. You can sign up for our mailing list. If you do buy merch, make sure you use that promo code poppunkpizzapod.com for $2 off your order. And if you're in a band, you want to get your music played on the show or possibly for an interview or a chat, you can, uh, there's a form that you can fill out there to contact me about that. And if you want to become a sponsor as well, there's a contact form for that. In fact, our sponsorship program is going to be changing here soon and, and kind of upgrading and uh, getting uh, more for our Pop Punk and Pizza sponsors. So all that fun stuff at poppunkpizzapod.com. And then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Now, next week, we are going to be inviting Kevin Lyman, the famous, yeah, the guy who famously founded 
the Vans Warped Tour. He is going to be joining us on the show along with the band called College Radio. So that'll be live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at 7 p.m. Central Time, Wednesday, July 7th. And if you can't catch the live stream, then you can just catch the the podcast version the following day. Uh, so the live stream is always every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, and then the podcast version goes up every single Thursday. So have a great rest of the week. Have a great Fourth of July. I completely forgot about that. It's the last day of June, and uh, don't you know? Don't blow off any you know of your fingers or limbs or anything like that. All right. If you're shooting off fireworks, just be extra careful because I care about you. I want you to stay intact all in one piece. Cause you know, you want to be able to feed yourself that pizza, right? It's just more satisfying that way. At least I think so. <laughs> so anyway, have a great rest of the night. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. It's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.